Okay, folks. I will be your podcaster uh, announcer on this, and I am Justin Formal, and uh, I am going to be reading from this, uh, well, when he started this journal about his graduation into adulthood, he was 15, and then his his goals was that by the time he was 21, he would be working long enough to retire, and he wouldn't have to work no more. So, if you're ready to go, let's ride down this road and see if we get a laugh or two or find out something about ourselves. All right. Okay. So, it starts here. He starts rebelling against his parents because... He, he wouldn't come out and tell his parents what had happened with the, with the, well, he was a gay man. This boy was, he was 13 whenever he started messing with him, trying to mess with him and robbing him of his innocence. So, the first time it happened, he writes in here, first time it happens, he feels it and nods. He gets up and nods. He nods. And uh, 
so he was the young man was sitting the ball and he busted the window and the man came over. Well let's call him let's call him uh, well he don't deserve to be called. He don't deserve he doesn't deserve to be named. He's gone and the world's rid of him. That's what he writes in here. Anyway, so he starts screaming, Hey, you're gonna talk to me, you're gonna talk to me, you're gonna talk to me and he's screaming his name at the top of his lungs. So he ignores him and keeps on keeps on telling his brother to pitch and just keep it on hitting. And he had a long hair at the time. Uh, so he he's standing there with the bat and he starts to come up. The young man tells him, Hey, I got this ball back in my hand. I'm gonna swing at this ball. And if you're in my way, I'm gonna not I'm gonna hit you. And he goes to square his shoulders back up getting his batting stance and the evil bastard that's that'll be his title. The evil bastard grabs him by the back of his hair. And uh, the young man that says this here, when he did it, the, the six inches games that he and all his buddies at school played, he popped, he, he popped that man's nose like a tomato busting. And uh, so he, he did that. He did that, you know, so nobody knew he took care of it. That's what he thought. But it got to where he wouldn't tell. He wouldn't, he, he wouldn't tell his parents because of his younger, because of the big brother. He thought he was supposed to be the protector. So, so he gets to the age of 15 and he's in high school and uh, every day he's fighting, no matter what, just the littlest bitty thing, just, just something little, he would start fighting. And so, so, uh, he had conferences and stuff because every day he goes to the high school, he's separated. He goes to the homeroom, but he's separated from the rest of the school. He's in the in-school suspension. Well, you know, now they have alternative schools for it, but he was the main reason for the alternative schools. And uh, so, so he won't, he won't say what it is. He makes up his mind. He makes up his mind then. And Georgia then, uh, when you're 15, you can quit school. No, he, when you're 16, you can quit school. So he's 15, he gets him a job. 
at the at the hot hot place in town where everybody from high school eats up all the people eat so he gets him that job and the day before his 16th birthday the truancy officer comes and is just reasoning with him telling him son you can't quit you can't quit today because you're not 16 and, and he replied guess what in the morning I'll be 16 my resignation is in then I'll be 16 I will be working full time and I will have my own place to live that's that's what he said okay so took advantage of them. So, I met them with them and I said, he works every day of the week. He works every day of the week and uh, there's about uh, it's exaggerated bills. For their place to live. Really, this is really what happened. He, he finally came to that realization. He puts a footnote right here. He finally realizes now that he paid for them a place to live and that none of them, none of them was ever his friends. They just used him. I'm, but, with that said, and the evil bastard being their cousin on his 17th birthday, the exact time he was born, the girl who he was paying the bills for
worked. They worked every day from the time he was 15 until the t- he turned until he turned 22. Every day, didn't miss a day. And he worked. He worked it with his tailbone broke. His tailbone was broke. His tailbone was broke. And he finally got it fixed. He finally got it fixed. You know, years later. But they finally did. Anyway, he worked all that time. And then, uh, when after he got rehabilitated, re- rehabilitated from the tailbone being broke, he, he, uh, he, he went and got, got the job at the cotton mills that was around. And, he, he really knew, he really knew a lot. He was really, he was really, really highly intelligent. So, he went, he went and did that. He went up there and started working. And uh, he started working every day. Every day, I he uh he he uh he's training he's training his bosses and he gets tired of it and he realizes what he's got to do. He's got to go back and finish his school. So he almost had enough credits anyway. With Nissen, he almost had enough credits as a freshman to graduate, so he only had to get three more credits, and so he did them. Then he went and got him an associate's degree at the college, and uh, he worked his way into management, and. I thought, I thought uh, it was on top of the world. He, he loved professional wrestling and he got the opportunity to start doing it. And although his back was broken, and i tell you that uh, it's fake and all that stuff, the, the still frame of the wrestling ring is it's fresh as the, the steel frame and the boards is it's it's actually the chiropractor told him it's like him having a wreck at thirty five miles an hour every day. Every time he fell on fell on that. Every time he he would voluntarily do that. And And he did it, and he was he's a supervisor, and he was a wrestler, and 
Things, Hattie was married. I had a son and had a home and had new cars, making over fifty thousand dollars a year, bringing home, bringing home that much, and uh, wouldn't he? He did not. He was making that much money, but he wasn't controlling it. The one controlling it was his wife that he married. He married his. They married her when she was pregnant, so she wouldn't have. She wanted to be married so that she didn't have the child, another child out of wedlock. And this will be no names in this. By the way, my name's Justin Formal. Okay. Anyway, so get married so the child's not born out of wedlock and after the marriage he is so happy and he's he's with his sister and his brother they came in just a little small just a little small wedding because they got really just it was just they went to the courthouse got the paper and had uh, had a uh, family over, and uh, as he was talking to his mother and brothers and his sister, he hears his new mother-in-law and his new wife, who's pregnant with his child already planning the divorce. Like, and, you know, this drug, this, this still affects this man. The, the way he was done. And, uh, we will continue with this Later, I will read more from it. Uh, it's been going for, we're going to get, we're getting 21 and a half minutes right now. Uh, we'll go for 22. I'll say, I'll bid you an adieu. And say, I'm fun shed, do you? Aloha. You know. I'm not saying goodbye. Because I don't. I say, see ya. So, I'm going to sign out by saying, see ya. And I hope you like. There will be more later. Thanks.